GamesVilleMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim the Dino, and with me, my co-host, my producer, the one and only slippery, wet, smooth, sometimes chunky, Butterboy. You know, in the June heat, I'm actually meltier than ever, and actually with all the hot game announcements over the last seven days, I am just straight up popcorn theater (laughs) and there you have it delicious heart clogging popcorn butter that's me the pcbb it's a good version of you it's a good version of you (laughs) i think that's my best version i'm living my best life as the youth would say yeah well this is uh this is normally a highlight moment of our year as uh year uh each each uh each june I would say is a big moment for us as gamers, and um, you know, we're uh, excited because we're back. I know a lot of the listeners here are going to be uh, jumping back into this podcast. We took uh, quite a long break, and we're excited to uh, to come back with some E3 coverage. Uh, today's episode 353, focusing on Xbox Bethesda Showcase. So, um, Yeah, I'm just excited that... Over the last few months, we were able to get my contract negotiation together. Uh, you know, Grim, you and the rest of the, the the management at Gamezilla could come through with a contract offer I thought uh, met my skills and uh, was proper properly compensating me for my abilities. And I'm just excited to be back and uh, no longer on strike. And it just feels good. Well, you know, after I talked to the loan sharks and, you know, lost a few fingers and things here and there, um, we were able to really come up with the funds to keep you on board. So I'm excited, too. And, um, you know, let's let's see how this goes. But uh, it, it is it is good to be back. Um, there are going to be some changes around here. You're going to notice a little bit of a different show, uh, maybe a little bit different uh focus points and length of of each episode but we are um, considering this our return to podcasting and so we're going to kick it off with like we said when we took the break that we would see you around e3 2021 and e3 has wrapped up and we have plenty to talk about so let's go ahead and jump into episode 353 the xbox bethesda showcase brought to you by our patrons yeah our supporters on patreon.com slash games of the media that's the reason that we're back and we're excited to uh, make a podcast for you and uh, talk gaming and uh, your contributions to us help us keep our website on the world wide web and our ability to continue to put this show out for you because uh, running a podcast is not free and we appreciate uh, all of your contributions to allowing us to continue to do this show. And honestly, we're any more patron uh, support than ever because Grim owes these loan sharks a lot of money. And the nice thing is with modern controller design, extra buttons, extra paddles, you don't need all your fingers to game anymore. So, uh, but 
getting those debts paid off would be helpful uh, because Grim would like to keep his kneecaps. So uh, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. That's where we'll have exclusive podcast available from the other shows uh, on the GameZilla Media Network. And we'll get back to doing must or bust for you. We apologize for the brief hiatus on that one, but we'll get back to it. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to bring some cool stuff to Patreon over the remainder of the summer. So thank you for all of our patrons that have stuck with us, especially during our couple month hiatus here. And uh, we're excited to get back in action and make some fun shows and entertain you throughout your week. Yeah, absolutely. I will I will say lastly is that we didn't just take several months off and not talk about this. We do have some plans um, that we're working on for our patrons, for just our listeners and all, all around just trying to make sure that when we came back, we were we we you know, we had uh, our idea kind of hashed out and we're excited. Um, you know, Butterboy and I here are very excited to uh, to get this moving. So with that, Let's go ahead and jump into Microsoft's E3. Um, surprisingly, this show did not start with the typical Phil Spencer taking the stage and and uh, hyping up everybody and then drop you know dropping the mic and let, letting it roll out like we've seen in the previous years. But uh, this time around, the uh, the new member of of the uh, of green of the green team, Todd Howard from Bethesda took the stage and decided free agent, to talk. that high free agent pickup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That big free agent, you know, that, that big, uh, that big paycheck that, uh, that Microsoft, uh, decided to hand out. But anyways, we knew that, uh, Bethesda would be sharing the stage with Xbox this year after, after them being bought by Microsoft. And, um, we wondered what that would mean, you know, what, uh, how would things change? What would we actually see? Because they did have a lot of projects that we knew about, but we didn't, we really haven't seen anything about them. And so the show starts off and they don't hold back the punches. They give us more information on Starfield. And the Starfield um, trailer, if that's what you want to call it, that we got was, it was a teaser, right? It was, it was a showcase of the new engine that Bethesda is building to show um, that it uh, what it could do with some of the lighting effects and just uh, atmospheric you know effects. For those of you that don't know anything about Starfield, it does seem to take place obviously in space. It looks like you're exploring the universe, possibly trying to find a new habitat for hum you know a new a new place for humanity to live, and um, you know so you get a little bit of a taste of just somebody kind of prepping the ship getting in the ship seeing like a mech walk by and wave at them and just take and then launch and i mean that's really all all we saw but we did get a very interesting couple pieces of information is on one of the instruments of the spaceship as this uh female astronaut or um starts to kind of prepare it we see numbers run across of 11 11 and so if you don't remember or you don't know, 11-11 is a big date because if you go 11-11-2011, that's with the date the Skyrim came out. So instantly everyone pretty much assumed that was our release date. It turned out to be that that is the planned release date for the game, November 11th next year, 2022. And it is going to be an Xbox exclusive, which was a this big... Was the yeah, this was the first like big, you know, they started off with probably the biggest announcement that they had uh, during the Xbox show, because I feel like this was the one of the most talked about things 
through the remainder of E3 was seeing some people that are Sony loyalists or Sony elitists uh, that are very upset about this because Starfield is a game that people have been hyped up about that are Bethesda fans for a long time. And to find out that, you know, it's going to lock out a player base, which is something people were concerned about during the uh, of Bethesda. Uh, I understand why people are upset, but I'm excited about it. You know what I mean? Because Microsoft is doing what people have said that they couldn't do for a long time and it's have exclusives. So they <laughs> exactly. went out and bought some of the biggest ones. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it is surprising and you're right. There is a lot of um, upset people and Bethesda's even come out and apologized to them, but, but not like in the sense that they're going to change any, change their mind. I'm not sure that they can, but um, it is what it is. I mean, we, we were, we, we've always complained, I don't want to say we, but gamers have always complained that Microsoft doesn't have the exclusives. If you're not into shooters, then you don't have, there aren't, there aren't the exclusives that matter, you know, the, you know, Gears of War and, and Halo and, um, sure. If you like racing games, you got, you know, uh, there, uh, Forza and things like that. But, um, you know, this is a big move because now we have, uh, Bethesda, showing off showing off the uh starfield trailer and then and then seeing that exclusive tag which then of course starts to make everybody wonder the future of the new elder scrolls game and other stuff that could be exclusive as well so um it was cool i mean the trailer didn't really show us gameplay it was just it was just a really it was a it was a hype reel you know an in-engine hype reel that um We'll find out more as as we get closer to this game on uh, November 11th next year. So what felt good about this to me was this is uh, an example of next generation gaming. We've complained now for basically a year that we still haven't seen things that really show off the power of next generation and the benefits of next generation. Well, I feel like we saw that at least in the in engine trailer there for Starfield. I'm still very interested to know the gameplay because I'm not a Bethesda fan necessarily, so I still need to know more about what the gameplay is going to be like to actually be fully excited for this title. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you're you're actually you're absolutely right is that we're starting we're starting to see the next generation engines that that a year ago was just all talk, right? That, that, that they existed and that we were going to, that we're going to be using them and blah, 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 blah. But we really hadn't seen any of the results. And now we're, we're you know, this E3, we're starting to, we are starting to see it, even if it is just in a, you know, a hype real teaser. So, but, um, well, I look forward, it, it was enough for me to be like, you know, Elder Scrolls is one of my favorite, my, my wife's favorite games of all time. And I do enjoy it, but like Starfield being space and being more futuristic, that's more my style. So like I like Bethesda and so having a game coming out of Bethesda that's more in my wheelhouse, this definitely Starfield has my attention moving forward. Yeah, this is the most excited I've been for a core Bethesda game, you know, not counting things made by uh, id or by machine. Uh, you know, this is a core Bethesda game, right. and the, I'm with you. I'm more interested in space exploration and sci-fi than I am with fantasy or even post-apocalyptic wasteland, you know? So yep. uh, I am excited, and again, we're going to talk a lot about this, but this is coming to Game Pass, so I get to <laughs> oh, try yeah. the latest and greatest from Bethesda, uh, you know, sometime in 2022. Uh, we know, November of 2022, without having to pay 60 bucks for it, and that's pretty exciting for me. 
Yeah, exactly. All right, so moving on with the show, uh, they kicked it off with a big one, and then they followed it up with uh, Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, um, and they showed off an extended gameplay trailer for this game. There was a lot of speculation that we would see Stalker 2. There was we, there had already been some talk about the game, but this was like a heavy, heavy in-game footage um, just gameplay trailer. And so we went. It was with, actually a little too long, in my opinion. <laughs> it was. It was pretty long. Um, you know, I definitely agree with you that that for someone that's not invested into the Stalker series, I thought it got a lot, a lot of screen time. But uh, it did show off once again a new, new engine. Uh, you know, enhanced graphics, ray tracing, all, all, all this stuff, and they really, you know, slowed down and tried to point out and focus on the facts of like. Just uh, how beautiful this destroyed world is going to look and how even in fast paced action scenes, how good everything still looks. And so, you know, as far as just a um, example of what we could expect from future games like Stalker 2 might not be that game that I really put any time into, but it is that it is it does show me like, wow, this is really pretty. You know, what could some of the other games that I do care more about look like in this next gen- this you know, their next chapter of their games? But Absolutely. Uh, yeah, anything else you want to add to Stalker? I mean, it, it looked pretty. Yeah. I, I, I didn't play the first one. Uh, is it do you know if it's on Game Pass? It was not mentioned. I believe this is one that because so I guess we should have started this off. They announced 30 games in this show. And 27 of them are on Game Pass. So um, I think this was one that was not. I thought the three that were not were, you know, I don't know how in-depth we're going to talk about these later on, but Battlefield, Diablo, and I thought Far Cry. I thought those were the three, so I thought Stalker 2 was coming to Game Pass. Oh, maybe it is then. Yeah. Um... Those were the three that I had accounted and all those make sense, like a Blizzard, an EA and an Ubisoft game wouldn't be coming day one to get to Game Pass. Yeah. Okay. so it's it's possible. Yeah, just my notes. I don't I don't have it in my notes, so we'll have to look it up. Um, So, yeah, the more I think about it, then then maybe this is something that I end up checking out because it's part of Game Pass, like where I where I just said I wouldn't go out and buy this. But if it's on Game Pass, maybe I do check it out just to see how good it does look. Yeah, we're, I think that's something we're going to say a lot throughout this show. And I, my wife was here watching it with me, and she's not necessarily an Xbox fan. It's just a lot of the games, there isn't really something uh, in their library that appeals to her yet. Uh, but it, whenever I, she'd say, oh, like, oh, that looks pretty or that looks cool. And I was like, yeah, and it's coming to Game Pass. And she's like, oh, so, you know, like it was clicking the value. She understood it right away. And when almost all these games I was like, yeah, I'm going to at least try most of these, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, we did have a game I'm excited for. It's called Back for Blood, um, and we got a couple good pieces. Uh, we got a new cinematic trailer, which was cool, um, showing off a lot of the game and, just, and, and how chaotic and fun it looks. But we also got the October 12th release date, and of course, uh, it's coming to Game Pass, which is which is a, a nice um, a nice addition they also announced a new uh swarm versus survival uh survivor mode 
So they added some more modes to the game. But the idea here is this game was is developed by the same people that did Left 4 Dead. Um, and it's that it's that style. It's that zombie survivor co-op, you know, uh, work together and and uh, beat the game type deal. So Back for Blood looks like a lot of fun and uh, coming to Game Pass this year. So with Back for Blood, sorry, I was briefly muted there. Ah, with Back for Blood, it was, I remember when they announced it. Was that at the Games Awards this year that we first saw it? Yes. Yep. I think it was. Yep. So I, I remember when it was shown off, and then right away there was a lot of chatter in the GameZilla community of like, oh, maybe this is finally a multiplayer game that people buy into, because I'm going to be honest, it's been a long while since our community has sort of rallied around saying, like, this is a game maybe all of us would buy, you know, a lot of us would buy and play. Uh, and so I was really on the fence because I do have a hard time paying $60 for these primarily multiplayer titles, knowing that if I'm lucky, I'm going to get five or six play sessions in, and then it's going to fall off and everyone's going to move on to something different. So the fact that this is coming to game pass, this was one of the, like, this is the moment I was, I was kind of stomping my feet with excitement about it because it's a game I want to play. And now that I know it's not an additional investment for me to play, I know we're going to have a great group of friends that are all Xbox players. They're going to be ready to to hop in and and play this game. And I never played left for dead. So I missed that entire generation and I'd look at it. You know, we worked at worst purchase at the time. I sold hundreds of copies of the game telling people like, yeah, everyone plays this. It's you like zombies. (laughs) This is the game. So, um, so I feel like I'm finally getting to experience something that I I'd missed out on. So I'm, I'm pretty geeked up about this knowing that we're less than half a year away from playing that. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a good time and uh, developed by, a team that knows what they're doing with this uh, style of game, but also just seeing the range of, well, I'm going to call monsters, the the range of monsters that you, that we saw in this trailer from just your standard zombies to, uh, you know, gigantic looking, you know, mega, mega creatures that you're going to have to fight. uh, Looks like, um, you know, it looks, it looks like a lot of fun for sure. So I'm looking forward to that on October 12th. Um, following that up, we have Contraband, a new co-op open world from Avalanche Studios. And they debuted a cinematic trailer. Um, and, I mean, th- a cinematic trailer is kind of... Th- this trailer didn't do a whole lot for me. I liked I liked seeing co-op open world. I liked, you know, like, and really it was like hanging Polaroids or whatever that like literally had those words written on it. We saw little to nothing of what contraband really is, but it looks like a heist style game where like you work together to like do, you know, that type of that type of uh, process and everything. So again, we're seeing a lot of that like co-op exploration fun um advertisement but contraband i think it's 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 very very much a new announcement with very little to show for it and we're gonna have to see what else avalanche studios uh has under their sleeve here in the coming months yeah i didn't even bother right like i only took notes about things that sparked my interest and the cinematic trailer for this didn't spark enough interest and again i don't want to beat a dead horse because we know i've said it years years in the past that new game announcements with cinematic trailers, you're launching a new IP or something like, I want to know a little bit about what the gameplay is going to be like. It is so hard for me to get excited about something with a cinematic trailer 
if the trailer doesn't really lean into what the gameplay is going to be like. I think so. this trailer threw me off, too, because I don't know about you, but like in the first 10 seconds of the trailer, did you not get a, a hard just feel of is this Guardians of the Galaxy? Like the music, because yes. the music plays into guard, you know, the the old older style uh, classic. Well, not know, classic, but older style music from like the eighties and um, that that. Yeah, the the song they used was used in the Guardians two soundtrack, yeah. I believe. Yep, and so, so and, right, I absolutely, I thought Guardians the exact same way. Yeah, and so then when it shifted, it was like, oh, okay, this is something else, and then it ended, and you were like, oh, well, I don't know what this is, so yeah. Um, not going to waste any more time on it. We'll see what Avalanche Studios has here when they're ready to show us more, but uh, was announced. Sea of Thieves, though, came up after that, and this one was uh, such a surprise, such a such an interesting, uh, out of nowhere, man, like um, Microsoft teaming up with Disney to bring Captain Jack Sparrow in a Pirate's Life expansion to the to Sea of Thieves. Um, for free, you just, free. just just go play the game, uh, and that's dropping in July very soon, isn't it? Was it July? June. It's dropping next or, month. It's dropping. I mean, next week. Next week. Yeah, June. Sorry, June. It's dropping. Yeah, yeah. June twenty second. It's dropping. So it's dropping pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, we got to see Pirates of the Caribbean, one of my favorite film franchises. Uh, it's a must ride every time I'm at the Disney parks. Uh, I love it. And so Sea of Thieves is a game I dabbled with in the fall when I joined the Xbox family and liked it because I, pirates is a subject matter I'm very interested in. I, I just find pirating fun. And but the problem is there wasn't a lot of excitement around Sea of Thieves in the fall. So I get a couple play sessions with some friends, but kind of died off. So I'm really hoping that not only will this be very fun for me, but this will spark other people's interest in well as well into setting sail on the Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I know this is definitely going to make me uh, patch the game and, and come back to it because it looks really cool. We got we got we got plenty of, uh, vi of footage here where we got to see Jack and and the world of Pirates of the Caribbean um, being mixed into Sea of Thieves. And even the cool aspect of it is, I say this is we've had storylines in Sea of Thieves before that are very faint, but this really seems like a whole chapter. This really seems like a whole chunk of like of story driven content, which is something that I think Sea of Thieves has evolved so much over the years that it's existed. And I feel like, you know, how hollow of a game it was in the beginning where if you just didn't, if you were into a sandbox style game and you like pirates, you probably still had some fun with it. But, but it, for me and for a lot of just average gamers that just kind of were like, all right, cool. Well, I, there's nothing left to do. I'm, I'm going to move on to something else. You know, it took Sea of Thieves a while to kind of start adding pieces to to the game. And I think this is a huge play. This 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 reminds me of like a Fortnite epic level collaboration. Like, I mean, it's Disney. You teamed up with Disney and 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 Disney trusts you enough because the thing about Pirates of the Caribbean right now is it's in my opinion, it's a very fragile IP right now because you have everything that's going on with your with you know, your ex star, um, you know, actor who was Captain Jack Sparrow and 
is for, for for lack of knowing probably will never you know take that role back. Um, you, you didn't really know what Disney was going to do with this with this franchise, and so to see them try to tie it into Sea of Thieves and 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 re kind of relaunch um, Pirates of the Caribbean is really cool. And at first, it was really awkward for me when I saw the announcement. I was like, wow, that's weird. And then, like, the more and more I thought about it, I was like, no, this is actually really, really, really cool. And so, yeah, I'm very excited. It's right around the corner. It costs you nothing. Um, So get ready. (laughs) Excited. Um, After that, we did get to see our first look at Battlefield 2042. I am not going to spend a lot of time on this because I'll be honest with you, I am not a Battlefield fan. Um, It was a multiplayer, you know, showcase. Uh, They've already said that the uh, there won't be any Battle Royale. There won't be a lot of things for for Battlefield other than just giant multiplayer. Um, And I'm sure smaller multiplayer maps, too. But overall, Big matches, a lot of cool explosions and a lot of vehicles and stuff like that. So if, if you're into it, then you're probably excited. I, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> looked pretty, looked action packed. I, I don't see myself playing a Battlefield game. Yeah. If a year after it's released, it hits Game Pass and I had multiple friends agree on like a Friday night, we're all going to download it and try it together. I probably would do it. But I don't see that scenario ever manifesting in my life. So sorry, Battlefield. I'm going to continue not knowing about you. Yep. So uh, after that, we did get an update on a game that looked very interesting in the past. And uh, we got a release date and everything. 12 Minutes was uh, revealed cool. uh, uh, revealed a new trailer for its time-looping puzzle game and announced it to be a day one release on Xbox Game Pass on August 19th of this year. So if you're if, if this is the first time you've heard of 12 minutes, it's an interesting top down uh, game where you're literally like looking inside of this person's apartment and you're replaying like 12 minutes of these people's lives. And it it is, uh, I guess, kind of kind of Groundhog Day esque as, as far as that looping situation that's going on. But you're trying to solve your own your own murders basically and so uh it's it it looks very interesting and uh i'm i'm looking forward to it especially again because it's coming to game pass so another one of those things i don't have to worry about worry about i already have game pass i'm gonna enjoy it on august 19th now with a game like this i would usually kind of be a little turned off i'm not really into like the mystery puzzle game but i like that it's it, it is a 12 minute section I'm very interested to see, like, what could happen as you continue to relive that? Like, it's not a long period of time and probably more important to enticing me into this game on top of the fact that it's going to be on Game Pass is the cast includes James McAvoy. I know we're both big fans. Yep. uh, Daisy Ridley. Yep. And Willem Dafoe. Like, that's a really (laughs) good cast for this 12 minute loop of time. Like, I know that the acting is going to be really good. So... Uh, I, I definitely could see me downloading this and seeing if, it, you know, it could spark a new genre of interest for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after that, we saw a new Psychonauts 2 footage uh, with a new cinematic trailer. And the game finally has a release date of August 25th this year. If you're a Psychonauts fan, um, 
it looks great. It looks crazy. It looks goofy. The platforming looks fun. Uh, this this seems like right up my wife's uh, you know wheelhouse for for gaming. Um, who she's she's playing Biomutant right now, getting ready for getting ready to start her uh, her run through of Ratchet and Clank, and you know Psychonauts two will be ready for her uh, August twenty fifth. Told you my story of how I got my copy of Psychonauts one, right? It came in like the wrong game or something, didn't it? <laughs> like I you bought, bought Soul Calibur two at a used game store, and I get to my apartment two hours away from the store I bought it at, and open it up and go, what the hell is? This? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I popped it in, played it for, you know, an hour. And I was like, yeah, I don't think this is for me, but. And then I started, like, eBaying it. And I was like, oh, this is worth some money. Cool. This yeah. is worth more than that copy of Soul Calibur 2. Yeah, I remember I remember me making that comment of you actually made out with it with that deal. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, following that, we did have Fallout 76 news, which I'm going to be honest, no one cares. I, 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 don't, I don't really. It is impressive to see how much they've changed this game um, and and added NPCs and added just just built content above, above content above content in this game. I just don't see myself ever revisiting Fallout seventy six, um, but they are they are basically giving you the uh, the big Brotherhood of Steel focused expansion called Steel Rain on July seventh of this year. Welcome to the Pit was also teased as a new upcoming Fallout seventy six. Uh, expansion, which seems like it'll add a new map to explore outside of the game's main um, setting. So, so, um, you know, if you're a Fallout 76 fan, you got more content coming. And because Bethesda, if you're doing the install on Xbox, you're uh, you're 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 good to go. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the the next game was actually interesting to me, uh, Somerville. Is arriving in 2022 yeah. on Xbox Game Pass, and it's a isometric puzzle game where you have to save your family from what seems like like uh, some form of like alien invasion. The game screams inside limbo, like that 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 style of art art. And it turns out that the people that started up this this um, uh, developer came from the creators of Limbo and Inside and all that. So it makes sense why uh, the style still feels the same. But I found the trailer to be like intense and almost like semi anxiety building when like dramatic. Um, it was traumatic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It definitely had my attention. It looked very interesting and it's called Somerville uh, coming out next year and it is on Xbox Game Pass. Yep. So uh, we move into uh, a big, a big announcement for sure. We we got to see more Halo Infinite um, with a new story trailer that basically told us that Cortana is back in a way. Um, we see what looks like an AI that it, that that isn't the real, like the original Cortana, but they are talking about Cortana and they're talking about how. This this version of her should have been deleted once the old Cortana was gone. So it starts to, you know, speculate the fact that maybe Cort the original Cortana isn't gone. If you didn't play Halo 5, um, then you probably have no idea why what's going on with Cortana. But, you know, she's a, you know, spoiler alert, cover your ears for 10 seconds. She's a runaway AI, a corrupted AI that, that goes nuts in, in Halo 5. 
And this is clearly picking up where that left off. Played Halo Two yet? Well, yeah, but you gave up on that, so I, you know, I, I gave you the warning. Cover your ears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Halo Cortana, no. So we we got that teaser. Um, you know, it was with it was with the Cortana, Cortana AI little hologram talking to, to Master Chief. He throws her on a chip and plugs her into the back of his helmet like typical and they they're about they're ready to kick off their you know their story mission which definitely felt good um i'm very excited for that aspect of halo infinite um the we then followed up with halo infinite multiplayer uh to be confirmed free to play um free to play yeah, that's super cool across xbox and pc uh we saw the official return of uh the of, of plenty of weapons uh we saw some crazy armor customization um and uh we also saw was announced as a day one on xbox game pass which i don't think anybody was surprised by and then we saw the holiday um holiday release so holiday um was all they could give us they didn't give us an exact release date so but it is this year holiday <laughs> yeah i, I I don't uh, I'm not necessarily a, a Halo fan, obviously, because I played the first game and didn't like it. Uh, I probably should play Halo 5 to try and get ready to hopefully enjoy the campaign for Infinite. But what really got me excited was seeing the multiplayer because I did enjoy all anytime I've played Halo multiplayer. I've had a really fun time with it. Yeah. And good Lord, does it look crisp? Like the visuals look really, really nice. The character models are beautiful. Well, that so, was yeah, and that was the big play, right? There were, that was the big thing that that we could take away from this is that this game looked a lot better than what we saw. What late last year, early this year, whatever. Um, when or I think yeah, last year when we first saw Halo Infinite and everybody started making fun of it. So yeah, it um, ugly a year ago. <laughs> it looked real rough. So. Um, you know, definitely there's been a lot of improvements. I think the big thing once when you, when you saw the, the Spartan suit uh, fly through that was very uh, samurai style looking, um, you know, your mind started to to just wander with like, oh, how crazy is it going to be? How much can I customize? You know, like this dude looks like a like a futuristic samurai. I love the look of that guy. But what does this mean for the amount of customization that we're going to be able to do? That could be a lot of fun. The gameplay looked wild. Um, we saw some good old stuff, obviously, back in the game. But then we saw some new some newer stuff. We saw some of the grappling hook being used. Um, uh, it was fun to see someone throw like a pulse grenade or whatever wave, you know, shockwave grenade and and shoot a shoot an energy sword to their hand and then and finish somebody with it. Like so it just looks like it's going to be that that high, you know, high paced, typical chaotic gameplay that uh, multiplayer that Halo uh, is known for. And yeah, it looked good. I mean, look good. I don't think I was like jaw dropped. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Um, mainly just because Halo Infinite has has uh, been through um, the ringer a little bit here, and I, I'm just happy to see it looking better. And I'm just I'm just playing the waiting game. I want it this holiday. I don't want to hear about another delay, and and I want to be able to enjoy it day one on Game Pass. Sure. 
Uh, we did get to see our first glimpse of Diablo 2 Resurrected with a new cinematic trailer, new visuals, 4K 60 frames per second, um, with, and a release date of September 23rd. Um, Diablo 2 is a, is a is a classic. I mean, you know, it's uh, it defines a generation of video gaming when it comes to that style yeah. of gaming, and looks cool. You know, um, I'm more interested. I'm more interested in hearing when the hell Diablo 4 is coming out. But you know, Diablo 2 Resurrected. I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy it, and it'll hold them over. Yep, a little bit of a snack for Diablo fans. Yep, one of which I am not, but. Good for Diablo fans. And this is one of the, again, three titles showed off during the showcase that is not a Game Pass game. So. Yep, yep. Um, not even, not even going to spend time on it, but Slime Rancher 2 did get announced uh, for a 2022 window. I know a lot of people like Dude, Slime Game Rancher. of the Year, man. It's my Game of the Year. Don't be, don't be sleeping on Jade, Slime Jade, Rancher 2, man. Jade saw it, and she was really like, oh, that looks fun. But, like, that's all, I, I, that's all, that's all I've got for it. Um, one slime lancer one because I was asked to, and uh, I was hanging out with uh, with a friend, and he's like, Yeah, you gotta play slime rancher. And I was like, Uh, okay, I, I get the appeal, maybe. Uh, I'm not gonna continue to play this after 20 minutes. And he's like, Okay, I understand. <laughs> there you go, yeah, all right, you get, you get the idea. Um, following that up was I wasn't sure what this was leading to, but we're getting a new snowboarding game called Shredders. Uh, it's coming to Xbox Series X um, and as, as a console exclusive in uh, December of this year. And it looked fun. It looked, it, you know, if you're if you're looking for a snowboard game, this thing screamed amped to me, like like good old day, like the good old days of like fun, amped snowboarding uh, gameplay. Um, Shredders and and the the uh, trailer was like having fun with itself. And, and it just it was a it was a good time. Like uh, I look. It was beautiful. Yeah, too. It, was, yeah, it was beautiful, too. Exactly. So I'm always down for a fun snowboarding game that could be a little over the top or, you know, but at the same time, be be close enough that like maybe they can ha get all the licensing for for actual uh, manufacturers of boards and, and equipment and uh, and just have some fun with some online co-op uh, with friends and stuff like that. It could be, you know, your uh, your winter version of Tony Hawk. So. Yeah, I was excited. Uh, I, I love a snowboarding game. And you and I grew up in the generation of action sports video games just being the best video games. Yep. And um, I played Steep, which was EA's like open world mountain game where you could do a ton of, you know, snowboards and skiing, flight suits and all that stuff. I played it for like two hours. And I was like, I don't think this is fun. Like, I'm not having fun. So I really hope that regardless if it's a simulator or if it, it has an arcadey feel, I lean towards thinking it looks a little closer to a, a sim with some fun aspects, like you said. But uh, if it if it doesn't have a, a pick-up-and-play aspect of it being fun like snowboarding games were 20 years ago, uh, I'm going to be disappointed because that's really what I want. I want something that's, that pick-ups and plays and just shredding the mountain, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm. I'm the same way. And this game. I mean, it was a short trailer, but it definitely gave me promise to being just that. So, uh, the thing that I think got me excited was I was just waiting for that trailer to kick off, where all of a sudden they were riding motorcycles and flying around in like in like squirrel suits and doing like and like you know in that typical like just let's jam as much crud in here as we can to make a video game. But instead it was just like, it was just snowboarding. And I was like, yes, yeah. this is what I want. So 
we'll see as it comes out uh, winter of this year. So, um, following that was a Plague Tale Requiem, which is the second action adventure survival horror stealth game from Azorbo Studio, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, this will take. This will be the direct follow. Uh, of the of uh, Plague Tale Innocence storyline. So this is the sequel that a lot of people have been waiting for. The big reason why I bring this up is because this looks like budget-wise, it got a huge budget boost because the trailer was really, really pretty. So people are very excited because um, Innocence or whatever had a lot of cult following and people really liked it, but it had a lot of problems, right? Because it had a smaller budget. It was... It's a small developer that, that, you know, could only give it so much attention to uh, to clean it up. This time around, they're thinking that this could be a really big um, release for this studio and uh, the continuation of a interesting storyline that people have really attached themselves to. Again, um, a game my wife has played and really enjoyed, so she was very excited for this sequel. Nice. And uh, that was announced for a 2022 release as well, so... Far Cry 6 did announce that it's going to be a... Oh, sorry, were you going to say something? No. Okay. Far Cry 6 did announce it was going to be a console launch exclusive, and it showed off another gameplay trailer. Um, I don't know what that means, because Far Cry 6 is coming to PlayStation. So, like, I was a little confused by how they were showing it off. I, I really just kind of looked at it like they were showing off game, just more gameplay, um, which looks good. Far Cry 6 looks... It looks really good. Yeah, I mean, it's Far Cry. It's going to be fun. And we have uh, Giancarlo Esposito as the villain. Which and, is great. Uh, is this the first time we saw that the hero in this is going to be a female? I'm not sure. I, I haven't, I haven't I been following. Yeah, the previous Far Cry content, I haven't um, thought about as much. So I'm not sure if we've seen that yet or not. But um, possibly. It was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was fun to watch uh, um, some of the crazy. I mean, Far Cry has always been crazy, but to see some of the crazy stuff you're going to be able to do in this game, um, just just around that whole style of, you know, uh, freedom to 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 try to rig almost anything to do to to help you through the game. So um, even with uh, fighting chickens or whatever, uh, helping you out. So if you haven't seen the trailer, I definitely would recommend watching it. It's a it's a good it's a good time. And like and like you said, the villain of this uh, game, you you, I, I always feel like it's really important that in a game, a story driven game, you have a villain that you can really attach to, either in like a hate you know I hate this person, or like uh, understanding them to an extent or whatever. Um, and I, I feel like this is going to be one of those games that even if you're not a Far Cry fan, I think this is that Far Cry game that people are going to be able to get into just simply because of how much they invested into the villain of this game. Yep, for sure. So, um, the next game was a, I've never heard of it. I didn't know what the, what to think, but my God was the trailer fun. Atomic Heart. Um, got a new musical cinematic trailer while announcing it will be a console launch exclusive and will be available on the Game Pass day one. Venture through a 2D apocalyptic landscape in a newly announced... Oh, sorry. Sorry, I skipped. I skipped. Um, it will be available on Game Pass day one. So Atomic Heart. Did you did you get to see this trailer? 
I did. I'm honestly trying to remember because <laughs> it, it, whatever it was, it didn't resonate enough with me where I had to write anything down. I am remembering now that I'm looking at screenshots. It was one of, of the most. It, it looks wild. Yeah, it was just it was just out there, man. Like it was just crazy. Um, Atomic Heart. It, like I don't know a whole lot about Atomic Heart, but it's the 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 game. The, the game trailer was the first thing I had seen about it. So it, it's um, I guess it's not the first time it's been shown. They've been they've shown it a few a few uh, times over a few years, I guess. But the details, you know, um, that they showed as far as the graphics and stuff looked really cool. And it just looks like this crazy trippy like the, the trailer starts and you're like in first person with a gun and you're shooting what looks like this like leg like. It looks like a little Lego guy. Well, not a late, not a little Lego guy. Like he's the size of a human being, but he's got like a treasure chest on his head that keeps flopping up and down and he's running around in a field. And I'm like, what is this? And then it cuts to like this woman and she's got these diodes on the side of her temples and like this weird, like goo traveling from one side to the other. And then all of a sudden you have like these weird guns that have like crazy abilities. And then you have cyborg robots fighting you. And like, it just isn't, it looks absolutely bonkers. But it's like um, Soviet, like Soviet style, mm -hmm. like futuristic steampunk. Like I don't know. It, it's it really is like a mashup. But it, but it worked for me. Like I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, yeah, I kind of want to check this out. You know, like where like Metro hasn't been. Or, you know, Metro was like a game. that's like yeah, it looks cool, but I didn't play it. And like. And like Stalker, we talked about, looks cool, but I'm like not like driven towards it. Atomic Heart, for some reason, just like grabbed me. I was like, yeah, this looks batshit crazy, and I can't wait to check it out because it's coming to Game Pass. For sure. And, uh, you know, boot it up, and if it hooks us, we're going to love it. And if it doesn't, no, uh, no harm, no foul. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite looking like indie style games from the entire E3 was the uh, 2D apocalyptic landscape in the newly announced Replaced game. Um, Replaced coming in 2022. Did you get to see the trailer for this game? Yes, this one looks really cool. This 2D cyberpunk-esque, um, you know, it, it takes place in a place called phoenix city dystopian alternate alternate version of the 80s usa and uh it's a 2.5d art style so like some of the animations were really cool mm -hmm. how things kind of shifted around um but yeah it's Dude. you basically control an ai that's trapped in a human body against its will um and there's not there's not a ton of concrete details just yet but the trailer they showed um it was just fast-paced action combat and beautiful cyberpunk art style 2d like it just looked really cool though the body movement on the animations the combat looks really fun like there's just something about the way they animated where it, it flows and it just it looked badass you know like i was ready to jump in and play this game and it, uh, it, again it, it is eye-popping you know the the art style that they chose for it so uh, this was, I agree with you, one of the ones that as far as like indie games shown off over the last uh, last week or indie style games, this one for sure moved the needle. Yeah, moved the needle for me. It also comes from a developer that I'm not familiar with where like I feel like a lot of indie games like I end up seeing and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, Super Giant's new game. This is, you know, this is uh, Sad Cat Studios. And that, so for me, like 
it felt it was really cool because it was that game that caught my attention and and to me for me it's a new developer that I'm that I'm interested in to uh, to see what they what they're going to bring to the table here in 2022. Yep, I'm I'm ready for that one for sure. That was one that I was actually disappointed that it's not a 2021 release. Like we knew with a <laughs> yep. lot of the stuff, like oh it's gonna be 2022, 2022. This was one of the ones I was like oh man like. I want that like now. Like, I, can that be like a E3 day drop? Can that just be available on Game Pass today? Uh, because I, I just feel like that could fulfill a niche in my uh, my playing library right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some quick announcements. Uh, Obsidian Entertainment did announce a new Shroom and Doom update for Grounded. Uh, they are continuing to add content to Grounded. It looks, you know, it, it keeps it's just a fun sandbox if you want to play around. Uh, and that's on Game Pass as well. And um, that will be adding sitting and a brood mother spider boss that looked absolutely terrifying. So that was uh, that was cool to see. Um, Among Us also announced it is bringing 15 player lobbies uh, on June 15th. So that's already here for us. Um, Do people stay still play Among Us or is that is that come and gone? I feel like it's still it's still there. But but yeah, it's definitely not as big as it as it once was. Um, bigger lobbies, I'm not sure, is really really going to make a difference for me, considering, you know, when I had a full lobby, it felt like enough people. But the big thing here is you have 15 lo- 15 um, people, and you can have, which allows you to have more imposters. So, I don't know, just create more chaos, I guess. Um, let's see here. I'm, I am going to start skipping some of these things just because uh, of time and because I'm be honest with you, some of this doesn't matter. <laughs> it has zero impact for me. I have nothing to say on Age of Empire 4 or... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, was it Sukoden 2 uh, <laughs> or anything like that? So. There, there was a ton of this stuff. I mean, they announced... Yeah. They, they showed off 30 different titles. So, yeah, yeah we're not going to have a lot to add on every single thing. Right. We were, bound, we were bound to run into a few things that were just like, okay, well, you know, lukewarm. Um, we did get to see uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator basically showing off its visuals splendor of just a ama- you know just just beauty right just a beautiful game if you're into flight simulators and it did the only reason I'm bringing it up is because it did get announced for Xbox Series X and S on July 24 July 27th this year um, and it also announced a Top Gun expansion uh, is coming later this December so. Um, there you go. If you have a new Xbox and you want to go fly around and just look at some beautiful scenery, you're going to be able to. You heard it here. The um, the one thing I don't see in here, and it wasn't really there was no there wasn't really a trailer. It, it was one of my favorite trailers, but it wasn't really a trailer. Uh, Obsidian Entertainment did make another announcement. I don't know if you have this in your notes or not, but uh, they did end up announcing. Um, their their sequel to to Outer Worlds, uh, to Outer Worlds two, and the trailer was just fantastic because it was so just funny. them making fun of themselves, that typical comedy that they have, but it was such a funny trailer and just basically announcement that they are indeed working on the sequel, but it but they didn't give you any information as far as to when to expect anything. Yeah, so what this trailer accomplished is obviously this was a teaser of teasers. It it is like, basically, here's the name of the game, and we're working on it. But what the comedy in this trailer did was remind me 
that I think I'm missing out on Outer Worlds, and I think I would like it. I've thought it multiple times that I should probably download it. It's on Game Pass. Yep. I should probably download it and play it. And this trailer was like, it's the 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 comedy in it, I think, would work really well for me because the comedy is akin to Borderlands comedy from what I can tell from is, the trailer yes, and what other people yeah. have told me. I'm like, I think I would I think I would like this game. I really should give it a try. And knowing that well, there's a sequel coming, maybe now is the time for me to get in uh, on the ground floor of Outer Worlds. I think you should definitely play it um, because I mean, so again, this is another one that Jade played really, really liked it. Jade's my wife, if you don't know. Um and she loved the game, but I got to watch a lot of it. And it, it is, it's so Borderlands, it's just funny and crazy and, and just, you know, all around goofy. And uh, this trailer, I just, the one part that always sticks to me is they're making fun of themselves with the whole trailer. And they get to this point where like, show the, you know, the narrator's like talking about like these epic moments in the trailer, but then, but then explaining why they show it that way. And there's this point where like, show the hero on a cliff looking off into the distance, but only show him from behind because we don't know what the front of the character looks like yet. And so like, <laughs> it was at that moment I'm like, this is just one of the best trailers I've ever seen because they're just making fun of some of these cinematic trailers that are just bullshit half the time. So um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I got a good laugh out of it. Yeah. Um, and then that leads us up to uh, the the end of the show, and you know there's a lot of games that we could sit there and say we heard zero about. So what were they going to close the show off with? And uh, Forza uh, gets the spot, and we're all expecting that we're probably going to see Forza Motorsport, the relaunch of the main you know the main game, um, and we didn't. We get Forza Horizon Five debuted with what I can only call a jaw-dropping trailer. I mean, I was, like, just frozen in my seat, just like, oh, my God. You all know how much I've played Forza Horizon 4, but this game just kind of like brought and, and recently I haven't played it because I just, it, you know, I got tired of just waiting this brought all the love back. Um, showing off its new setting, it's going to be in held in Mexico um, with a release date of November 7th this year. And they gave us this amazing trailer with, in, with, with gameplay that just blew my mind and then slowed it down and started talking about... Th this game goes back to what, what Butterboy was talking about earlier with Starfield. This game showed us what next gen can be. I mean, when they focused on the the needles of a cactus, like no one cares. But the fact that you can fly around on a car, do you know, in the speeds that you're flying, and and actually still see that the clarity and just beauty of this game, and then they're explaining the skies and the water and how they actually set up cameras in Mexico and did long long-term filming sessions and 4k you know um crazy frame rates and everything for like for just insane amount of time to then take that data and import it into the game and you and there's just moments where you're watching this game and the sky looks real you know like there's just there's just moments where you're watching the the water and you're like it looks real and it's because it, it kind of is and so um yeah, I was blown away, and then they closed the trailer off 
with what I really thought was happening here. And at Forza Horizon 4, just recently, we got a new mode that was a way for players to start creating their own, like, it was like a track editor. You could create some just fun stuff. You could create a normal track, or you could get goofy with it. And we've had people do some really interesting uh, um, designs. But it was very clunky, it was very basic, and you could tell it was just an idea that they wanted to throw out there. Well... What it looked like was a beta that they let us all test because now we're getting the real version of it that they're introducing in Forza Horizon 5, which is going to let you build uh, customizable maps and build mini games within them and do all sorts of stuff. So we saw people that like built a bowling game with cars, you know, and stuff like that. So it's just going to be very interesting to see how much we can do with it. But it looks like it's that it's the evolution of what they were trying to do here late in the Forza uh, Horizon 4 life cycle. Um, we did get to see the, the new pinata pop mini games and stuff that they're starting to add to the, you know, that they've added to the game. And it just was gorgeous. Yeah, it was the point during the show that my wife came in. And she's like, "Is wait, is this a video game?" And I was like, "Listen, you think you think it looks real? Well, we're streaming it here off Twitch. Like, it's gonna look super real coming off the Xbox, you know, direct feed. So, uh, game looked pretty, and I'm I'm ready to give Forza a, a better try. Uh, when it came down to four, I, I downloaded it when I got the Xbox, sort of as a tech demo, right? Like, I yeah. want to play the prettiest looking games on this thing, and I don't know. I just wasn't that excited about driving around the UK. Right. But there's something about the, this driving through the jungles of Mexico mm -hmm. and out in the deserts and stuff. I was like, this looks fun. Like, this looks like a really fun scenario to drive in. And I can be cool like Grim, and I can drive a, a Bronco. So <laughs> I guess I will. Yep, they did focus the Bronco heavily in that trailer. It, it Forza Horizon 5 looked just amazing i can't wait it's brought the light you know like i'm 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 actually playing some some forza horizon 4 now it's, it's brought some life back into the game and this new game is going to be um just it's going to be a blast i, I really I, I was so happy to hear that it was coming out this year and um and you know the mexico setting is very exciting like you said i think we get a really good um different terrain throughout throughout the land and they you know they obviously call it the biggest the biggest game yet that they've made for this for this franchise and all this stuff so i'm just looking forward to it and um and then of course the follow-up dlc that they're going to be building for it as well it's just going to continue to make this game have a three four year life cycle like the last one did so we'll see how we'll see how that all goes november 7th so we, we thought we were done with the show at that point. That was the big announcement and everything looked good. But there was one thing that I caught in the beginning of the show that never that ne it never popped back up. And so in the very beginning of the show, Todd Howard was on. Um, right after Todd Howard showed off Starfield, he passed it along to another Beth Bethesda member. And for some reason, my mind's blanking. I can't remember his name. Um, but he was just talking about the collaboration of xbox bethesda and how and, and how they're adding more games to game pass and all these things right and just kind of talking um he was wearing a shirt that 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 drew my eyes drew it to it was a black shirt with red with a red logo that looked like vampire teeth that said um you know that had it didn't have the i wasn't sure if it was the name of the game or if it was or what it was but it uh it looked very interesting and um sure enough 
right at the end, Arcane Studios, uh, Arcane Austin announced its latest work, a new vampire hunting shooter called Redfall, arriving summer of 2022. And they showed us what was basically a very, very cool cinematic trailer. Um, we didn't get to see gameplay yet, but the cinematic trailer was so cool. Uh, the idea is you're stuck on this island, you know, I am legend style almost. And there's, there's these crazy looking vampires that, but also there's like these, this supernatural like spells and abilities that are happening and the squad of four that you are watching all have different abilities. So you got like that sharpshooter and you have the weird like kind of like mage character and you have this uh, this like stealth uh, or or teleportating op, you know, person. And so um, it Redfall looked so cool. And uh, it, it, right at the end of the trailer, you saw the same logo that that that, that uh, Bethesda member was wearing the shirt of earlier in the show. So it's always I feel like they're very good. Microsoft's really good with it. Bethesda's always been good with it. That that like looping tease, right? We've, we've seen Phil rocking a Battletoad shirt. And we've seen, you know, we always see these weird things when Phil does his little like um, Internet uh internet directs and stuff where he's got a Nintendo switch sitting behind him, And it always creates these conversations of like, well, what's this all about? What's this mean? What's going to happen? Well, this one all resolved itself in the show. Uh, we're getting what looks like a fun cooperative, uh, style vampire hunting game. So was the overall, the game from the, everything they showed off for Xbox. This was the thing I was the most excited about yep. because this, is a genre of games I like. I like the the team shooter game. You know, I, I love Borderlands, and I, I love, you know, different players with different loadouts working together. Uh, I find cooperative shooter games to be very fun to play. And the fact that this is built around vampires, and they're the enemy, and they're showing you all this different magic and these different types of enemies you're going to be fighting uh, in the cinematic trailer, it, it, it set up a world that I'm excited to play in. And also... I, this gave me enough idea of what the gameplay is going to be like. Yeah. It was a cinematic trailer that built a world, showed off some characters. And honestly, I think we have a pretty good idea of what this is going to be like. So that's what you need to do with a cinematic trailer. And, uh, you know, obviously it's one of those things that I want it now. I understand that <laughs> I have to wait an entire year for it. Uh, and I will gladly do so because this was my favorite thing Xbox showed off. And I am just geeked up about this game. I, I'm going to be following this one closely over the next year and just ready to dive into this and murder some vampires because I've, I've never played a shooter with vampires in it that I can remember. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. Exactly. And, and I realized I didn't finish saying the the shirt that they were wearing had the vampire teeth, but it also said bite back on it. So I was like, bite back. I haven't heard of that game. Well, it's just it's like a slogan for the game. The game's actually titled Redfall right now, and it is an open world co-op FPS um, from Arcane. If you're not f f familiar with like Arcane, like I said, they're they're the they're the team behind Prey and Dishonored. Um, so I mean, if you've played either one of those games, they are great at world building and creative mechanics and and just you know having fun trying to give uh, a, a, a player the freedom of getting from point A to point B and letting the creative mind be able to 
bend some of the game mechanics to to the gamer's style. Um, so I'm, you know, and I can see that here in this game. Um, one little character I forgot to mention that I thought was super cool. And anytime a game, anytime a game, a movie, a TV show, whatever can do this, I instantly give them credit. There's this little ro two-legged robot that um, one of the characters has that uh, is is a is it's it's kind of claptrap esque in a way like without words and everything it just is this goofy little robot that like in the very beginning of the trailer like seems like hurt and so the character's like oh we're gonna have to fix you and but then during the trailer you're watching this this little dinky robot just like running up at vampires and pulling out and, and a little like mini guns popping out of it and just like laying down fire and just being a complete badass and uh you know at the same time uh has a cute aspect to it so like they've given this creature this this metal mechanic device character and and just and made me attached to it all already um so i'm excited to learn more about you know your sniper has some sort of crow uh companion and this like gunner mechanic has the robot and then you know you have the other two like i said like a mage and then i forgot what the the fourth character's like ability was but um but yeah it looks really really cool yeah, the little robot reminded me a lot of BB-8. Like, yeah. how hype is it when BB-8 gets down and he, you know, and and, and yeah. R2 shock and things like like you always. I always love the like cute droid, and uh, we saw like a really badass version of that there. So yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, and then the trailer just ends off with a really crazy looking vampire floating like above above one of the buildings casting magic that is blocking the sun out uh, around this island that they're on. So. Um, you know, perpetual night seems to be a possibility here that's going to be uh, problematic for sure. So, yeah, it looks um, though, though I was really, really excited for um, uh, Forza Horizon 5. Um, I mean, this game was is a complete surprise to me, right? This is the the one that I'm just like, I don't even know what to expect um, this looks so cool. Arcane's been a, comp a, a company that's had hit games, but not, not necessarily released a game that I was obsessed with. This is probably the most excited I've been for an Arcane game. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. And that, uh, that wraps it up, I believe, for our Xbox coverage of E3 2021. We want to hear what your thoughts are. So make sure you're joining the Discord and you can keep this conversation going uh, in our GameZilla podcast channel or any of the uh, the channels that you're like the Xbox channel. Uh, let us know what your favorite announcement was of the show. Let us, you know, let us know what, uh, what you wish you would have saw. You know, like my one pick that I didn't see was where's my next chapter of Gears of War? Um, you know, not that I expected it to come out this year, but I, I thought that we would at least get some sort of update from the coalition, and we didn't. So that that would be the one thing I would point out. Do you have one thing that you wish uh, Xbox would have brought? I, I would have liked to see something outside of Psychonauts, something that still is maybe more of a family-oriented or... Mm -hmm. uh, a different sort of platformer game. I'm still waiting on a new banjo game, like a legit real new banjo game well, or, or oh, something to just fill that space. You make a really good point. We got to see a thieves uh, patch update with this, with this Disney collaboration. But what, what happened? Where was rare's new project? I can't remember the name of it now. 
that we've seen. Yes, yeah, so that's a that's a. I was I, when the show was done. I was like, where was Everwilds? Ever I was thinking Wild, the, because it, yeah. I thought we were going to get a date, and so I thought I. the date was going to be this year. So did I. That, that I honestly that thought Everwild could have been a like this month drop yep. because that's something we've known about for a while. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we're totally seen right it, we've that. seen it in multiple shows, so like it's not like a one one and done thing, and then and then it was completely gone, like missing this time around. So it was it was a little that was another surprise for me for sure. Yep, I was ready to play that game this summer. Absolutely. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in. We're happy. We're glad to be back. Episode three hundred and fifty-three of the Gamesville Podcast. Uh, remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. Brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. Yeah, thank you so much to everyone sticking with us. Patreon.com/slash Gamezilla Media. Uh, we're looking forward to bringing you some fresh audio there available for you on Patreon. So thank you for keeping this show up and running. And uh, we're, we're excited to be back and we're excited to be here for you. So make sure you tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone uh, that we're back. Let them know where, where they can uh, they can catch these shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you listen to your podcast, we're there. So just search Gamezilla Podcast and you will find us. Um, We'll see you next time, and until then, game on. Game on.